the Smiley J Artist Zone, a platform for and about independent artists, music, interviews, and much, much more. Now, give it up, your host, Smiley J. y'all what's happening welcome to the smiley j artist zone a platform dedicated to independent music creators and i am your host smiley j welcome 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 i'm so glad that you guys are hanging out with me today yes you guys know i do this all for you well a lot for me too because I just love independent music creators. Yes, I love introducing you guys to some really dope artists from everywhere. Yes, from around the world. You know, where I get to showcase their music, you know, and have an up-close, personal, fun conversation with the artist. Yes, and as you guys know, it is June, which is Black Music Appreciation Month. Now, it's no secret that Black music and Black culture have and will continue to have a rich, lasting influence on music. Yes, and that's music around the world, not just American music. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I celebrate Black Music 365, yes. However, I do appreciate, you know, the month. Thank you. Thank you. I do appreciate the month. Uh, now, um, now, some may say, um, why is Black music important? Mm, great question. Black music is important because Black music covers a wide range of topics from from love to injustice and, you know, and all in between. Yes, because, you know, black music talks about real relatable topics, yes. And the topics, you know, a lot of the topics have a really great influence in our communities and beyond. Now, with that said, I would like, um, I would like to know who are some of your favorite black artists, musicians, or producers, yes. Drop me some comments. I want to know what you're listening to, who you're listening to, and why, okay? And also, do you have a favorite song? You know, do you have, like, that that favorite song that you go to, you know, that song that may inspire you, or that song that makes you want to dance? I want to dance tonight. Or, you know, that song that brings back really good memories, you know? So um, I think that we all have that special song, you know, that we go to, you know, when we need it. I know I do. Yes, I do. Now, that is what good music is all about. Well, today in the Artisan, I have a special guest. Yes, he is a veteran Motown producer. Yes, his name is Michael B. Sutton. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Mr. Sutton. Michael B. Sutton is a music genius. He is a singer, songwriter, producer, musician, and a music editor who has written, produced, and scored over 300 songs for major artists as well as film and television. Now, there is so much, much more to this guy. We're only gonna, I'm only gonna touch on the surface, so I'm gonna have to bring him back. But right now, I need you guys to help me welcome Mr. Michael B. Sutton. <laughs> Greetings, welcome to the Smiley J Artisone. How are you today, sir? I'm just finding you, Smiley J. I'm doing well. It's good to have it's you good. here. It's good to be here. Yes, it's been a long time, but you're here. And I'm glad that you are here because um, we're going to talk about your single, 
Band-Aid for a Broken Heart. <laughs> Band-Aid for a Broken Heart. Oh, my goodness. Yes. I, I love that title. Oh, by the way, Smiley J, congratulations on the cover of the magazine. You look great. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Pump of the Magazine did me right. Thank you so much. So yeah, if you guys missed you. it, make sure you check it out. Pump it up magazine. Yes. That's it. That's right. Now we're going to talk about um, that remedy for uh, broken hearts in just a minute. Okay. <laughs> but listen, Mr. Sutton, yes. here on the Smiley J Artist Zone, me and my listeners, we are always learning something from, um, you know, from my guests. Mm -hmm. And with that said, you know, we are celebrating Black Music Month. And um, when you talk about celebrating Black music, you have to mention Motown. Yeah, which was founded, everybody know, founded by Barry Gordy in like 1959, mm -hmm. the first, uh, mm -hmm. first Black-owned record label, right? Yes. I know there's the first one, but it was right around the time with uh, a lot of them were formed at the time, but it was one of the first. Okay. But they, he featured mainly black artists. So Yes, yes, for sure. Kudos, kudos mm -hmm. to that. Now, you were a major part of the team of, uh, you know, songwriters and musicians who produced a lot of music for Motown artists. Yes. Yeah. I signed there in, well, I signed there in 19, right around the right before the 80s, 1976, something around that time, signed uh, there for six years. And I worked with, uh, oh my goodness, I was signed by Iris Gardy, who's a uh, Gardy. She was uh, head of A&R at the time. And then later on, my boss beat was Suzanne DePass, became my mm -hmm. boss. Mm -hmm. And uh, when, when I came in there, we, oh my goodness, I was signed with my ex-wife, uh, Brenda, we had a team as a writing team. And we signed there. Stevie Wonder actually brought us there. Uh, I met Stevie uh, uh, at a, interview uh at audition at his uh music uh music teacher's uh, mm -hmm. uh studio i met him there and uh we um and next thing he said he said i want to take you to motown and introduce you to my people and the rest wow. was history yeah nice yeah i mean you say and that's so, so cool <laughs> yeah well thank you thank you yeah suzanne depass and so uh, suzanne depass she connected me with a lot of writers iris and her a lot of writers when i got there uh my goodness uh Hal Davis was one of the first producers I met with. And as a matter of fact, he was producing uh, the first outside act because Motown didn't produce a lot of outside acts at the time. He was producing mm -hmm. um, a Bette Midler, of all people. And uh, two of my wow. songs were chosen for that, yeah. Okay. For that project. It never came out, but it was still Bette Midler. It was funny. There's a lot of stories behind that. We have so many stories to tell. We have to do it in three sessions. You know? you, wow, that's interesting. And I love Bette Miller because I, I like her. She's sassy. I love sassy yeah. women. <laughs> yeah, right. And then after that, you know, it was, it was Smokey. It was uh, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson's uh, The Forever Michael album, a song called Cinderella Stay a While. Mm -hmm. which I wrote with a phenomenal writer who's an Academy Award nominee writer. It was Mac David, the brother of uh, Hal David, Burt Bacharach, Hal David. Mac David was the lyricist in the family. And so uh, Suzanne connected me with him to sit down and write. So what what was mm -hmm. the um, production process like at Motown? I was like, you know, Barry Gordy was, uh, was a former uh, GM, uh, General Motors mm -hmm. uh, employee, so he knew how to assemble assembly line. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, but it was great; it was phenomenal because we had like this. Everything was like really uh, organized, and uh, for African American men to set, set up something like that, you think it's really miraculous and very outstanding. I think I, I give him kudos; it's phenomenal the way he set it up. We had like a session department 
that we're going to turn our session. Uh, we say, let's say we're going to record uh, our track. Uh, say we're going to do three tracks. Back then it was like it was we had to record usually three tracks in three hours, an hour track. And so you set up uh, mm-hmm. a time when you go to the session department. We met with uh, a girl named, her name was Liz Moran. I never forget, we, uh, Liz Moran. We met her at the session department. We turn in our budget, and uh, she gets it approved by the A&R, like Suzanne or Iris Garden, get it approved. And then we go into the studio, and we cut our rhythm track. And the rhythm track is the first thing we cut. And then uh, we had, our musicians are there right when we get, by the time we get there, they're already there. There's a... Um, uh, a guy who passes out the W-2 forms for the uh, for the musicians. We record the song. And then there's a sweetening session. Uh, the next day is the sweetening session. We had like maybe um, percussion, strings, things like that. And then there's a mixing session. We go to, to one of the studios and we mix. We had three studios at the time. It's called Mo West Studios. It's on Romaine Avenue in Hollywood. In Hollywood. And so we we mixing session. Then there was a mastering session. Completely different than the way we record the day, let me tell you. <laughs> wow. You, I mean, wow, this is so interesting. I mean, listen, it's not every day that a girl gets to talk to a former Motown producer, you know? So I have many questions, but I'm going to reserve some of them for next time. But I do have a question for you. I know that you have many memorable moments. And mm-hmm. is there like one moment that kind of sticks out in your head, whether it's a fun moment or... A fun moment. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun moments because the musicians, you know, everybody, when you come to musicians, they come in and everybody's laughing and talking about each other. And it's like high school. You know, it's like talking about each other, what they wore, and when everybody's okay. laughing, having a good time. Yeah, it was like they'd be playing the dozens. They talk about each other's mama. And it was crazy. <laughs> but it was so fun. you guys were cutting up. Oh, yeah, it was fun, though. But, but it made the session much more lively. We had some of the best musicians in the world. You know, Ray Parker Jr., James Gatson, one of the top, these are all like some of the top musicians now, and they've all become, on, uh, now become uh, superstars in their own right now. Ray Parker Jr., guitar, James Gatson, drums, is now is one of the top 50 drummers in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Eddie Bongo from the original Funk Brothers, James Jamerson, you know, oh my goodness. I can name so many, Eddie Bongo, Sylvester Rivers, people with John Barnes, uh, Sonny Burke, oh, just tons of phenomenal musicians. Yeah, We had fun, had fun in the studio. Do you guys still keep in touch? Yeah. Matter of fact, I just recorded some things with uh, James Gatson, did some drums for him. He's still playing drums. His timing is exceptional. He's still playing just as good as he did back in the day. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ray Parker, of course, you know, he produced a big song of ours, uh, mm-hmm. Shake, it Up Tonight, Shake It Up Tonight on Cheryl Lynn. Cheryl Sh- Lynn, yes. Yeah. That's right. right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. So, Band Aid for a Broken Heart. We're going to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. That, the title is so interesting. So you got to tell us, what, what was the motivation behind that song? Um, you know, I think um, when I was I'm trying to think where I was when I was writing that song, I think it was mainly the motivation behind it was that, you know, when you meet someone, uh, I meet a girl or a girl meets a guy, most, most of the time it's a guy meets a girl and she talks about this the second time around or the third time around and somebody broke her heart. And I used to a statement say, I had friends that, a friend, I mean, friend, nothing romantic, that uh, one time came to me and said, she, you know, she had, had a bad breakup, the boyfriend, and I've had it with me and my own family, my daughters. And I said, well, make sure if your heart breaks, make sure it breaks open, you know, you still <laughs> open your heart. 
It's been done so I, then I one day I was just thinking, wow, you know, uh, most time you just want to be a friend and talk to them and, and have a, you know, just have a conversation, go for a walk and talk to them and just be a friend, you know, instead of, you know, a lot of times the, the remedy usually is a, a one night stand for some women and some men, a one night stand or a rebound, you know, that's a, that's a bandaid, you know, it's a temporary thing. Right, to, right. To, to become a friend. So I came with an idea of, wow, what's, uh, you need more than a bandaid for your broken heart. Like the lyric is said, let's go for a walk. I listen to your story, you know. Then yeah. uh, it speaks a lot about the uh, uh, just a relationship becoming a friend. And if something comes out more than that, uh, then that's the way it is. Like my present wife now, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we, we both had we had more than band aids for our broken hearts. <laughs> so we're still together now for five years. Beautiful, that's beautiful. <laughs> yes, good, yeah. good stuff too. Now, you know, when you think of broken hearts, a lot of times people automatically think of women. But, you mm-hmm. know, men, men, you know, get broken hearts as well. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Do, do you remember your first broken heart? <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> a lot. He had a lot of broken hearts because I was, you know, I was short in school. I was the shortest guy, one of the shortest guys in school. And all the girls wanted the tall guys. I remember one time at church, I, had, I was going to this church. I was the organist at a church, and, and I really liked this girl. And she wrote me a note, I said, and uh, she said, you have pretty eyes, but too young, too short. I said, oh, oh. man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's it's, it's life, you know. Like. And then one day I found out, of course, I found later on that um, a lot of the most confident men are shorter, you know, so that's okay. I'm good. Barry Gordy was short, so I'm good. Yeah, see, there you go. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. <laughs> Now, now, Michael, I checked out some of your music, you know, those words, and uh-huh. I love your, I love your lyricism. You know, it, you. it, it, it speaks love, hope, and joy. Mm-hmm. And today I'm going to, I'm going to actually play um, Band-Aid for a Broken Heart, you know, for my okay. listeners in a few short minutes. Sure. But I want to finish talking about you and your work. Um, mm-hmm. You have, you know, over the years, you have collaborated with a lot of folks throughout your career. Mm-hmm. Um, recently you collaborated with, uh, um, actually it was a former guest, bassist Mitch Coleman. Mitchell Coleman Jr. Yes, yes, Mitchell. nice guy. Enjoyed, the, yeah. enjoyed this interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mitch was a phenomenal bass player, phenomenal bass player. Underrated, but uh, he's a phenomenal bass player. Uh, he's right in the, right there. I think I'm actually on Spotify. He's in a, a Spotify playlist called Bottoms Up with Marcus Miller, uh, Victor Wooten, some of the best in the world. Good, good. Yeah, he's really talented, really talented man. Uh, and I've enjoyed working with him, producing. Uh, we produced, I worked on, this is fourth album that we worked mm-hmm. on together. I produced with him. And uh, the second album, this I mean, this album here is going to be phenomenal. And, and you know, the first single out of it is called Glide. The Pleasure Track. Yes, the yes. I, Glide. Yes. Doing quite well. Actually played it here. Cool. Yeah. So, did you also um, did you also work with uh, Miss Frida Payne? And work with her now, Frida Payne. She drives me nuts in the okay. studio, but she's she's a phenomenal. She's a legend. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, yes she is. And Miss yeah. Payne, if you're listening, we love you, and I would love to have you here in the Artist Zone. Yes, we love you. <laughs> and uh, yes, yeah, she's has a new single out with you. I just produced called um, you know this. Uh, oh my God, we make of the one that Anissa did. It's called Just to Be with You. Mm-hmm. It's out now. It's doing well. It's on the smooth jazz chart right now. And it was most added, one of the most added records uh, when it first came out to Billboard. So hope that it'll chart soon, Billboard. But it's doing well. Good, working on good. her Working on her album now. We just did a remake uh, for Mitch. She's actually singing 
a song called Do You Still Dream About Me, a former Nancy Wilson track, which she recorded oh. at one time. Well, we, uh, Mitchell wanted, you know, Mitchell's album is actually dedicated to his mother. So he wanted yes. a song, he wanted someone to sing a song, uh, Frida to do a song that his mother would like. And Frida, uh, his mother was a big Nancy Wilson fan. So Frida, mm-hmm. I'm going to get this straight. So Frida decided to do this song, Do You Still Dream About Me? So that's going to be on Mitchell's album. It'll also be on, on Frida's album as well. Nice, nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, now I got to ask you, because you, you know, you're a musician. I know you're busy, mm-hmm. you know, working and collaborating with other people as well as your own music. Do you do you listen to the radio? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> not a whole lot. <laughs> not okay. a whole lot, though. No. You know, it's interesting. I do. I do. I listen. I mean, sometimes it's on if we're in the car, uh, if we're on serious, uh, serious satellite radio, listening in the car. Mm-hmm. But I don't really listen. I never really studied music, studied artists so much. To, I just, just, it's, I just read, wrote from the hip, pretty much. Yeah, just vibe. Okay. You know. Sometimes I would hear something, I would get inspired by something, maybe a beat or something like that. But I didn't listen to, I don't listen to tons and tons of radio. My wife, Anissa, okay. she listens to a lot of radio. She knows more, more, more artists than I know, actually, from different mm-hmm. genres, from rock to pop to dance to hip hop. Yeah, so. yeah, she is very, very well versed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. well, I guess I, you know, I was going to ask you, did, you know, is there anything in your mind that's missing from today's music? Oh, no, <clears throat> okay, from today's music? You know? Yes. I don't want to be judgmental because everybody's doing their best, you know, the music, trying to make it, you know, and I don't know what's missing. Uh, you know, this, I don't know if there's anything really missing from today's music. It's a, it's a conglomeration of everything. Look at Bruno Mars. They're going back to get what, doing what we did in the 70s. So because it worked, I said something. <laughs> that, yeah, because it because it worked, and then it also worked. But then you also up. You have people like Cardi B, and you have Beyonce, and you have people like uh, Joe, and you have uh, oh, my goodness, uh, Charlie Wilson's back. So it's all. It seems to all be working, you know. So it's just room for everybody. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not for a lot of profanity and profane stuff that's really offensive to women and to or to men, you know, or to children, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, political stuff is, uh, I mean, it's sometimes it's offense, but sometimes people have a voice. But So I really like to, I think it should be all inclusive. You know, I don't think you should leave anybody out necessarily. I like that. I like that. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Enough, it's mm-hmm. enough room for everyone. And there's an audience yeah. for everyone. True. Even the raunchy stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's a raunchy yeah. I mean, I mean, we, it was some, I mean, back when you think of the 60s with the Motown, the songs were a lot of, I mean, Men used to cry in the songs in the early days, you know. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> Was it ain't too proud to beg? You ever? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Men, it, it, men beg the woman for love. <laughs> and guess what? And the women love that stuff too. We still do. Mm-hmm. So don't stop yeah, begging, men. Right. <laughs> I ain't stop begging. I still beg. <laughs> so. You know, you you know, coming from a big oil machine like Motown, um, who, who were like mm-hmm. some of your favorite artists? Uh, I think right off the bat, of course, Stevie. Stevie, the, mm-hmm. the first album, that Talking Book album, is phenomenal. Uh, Talking Book, Stevie. Then there's Smokey. 
Oh my goodness, Smokey Marvin. They just had they just had like standout artists. It's just it's just uh, it's one of those things that the universe drops in on you, and they say here's here's some talent that's gonna, that's going to always be around forever. You have a Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. you have a, a Marvin Gaye, Smokey Robinson, and Michael Jackson, and, uh, Jackson Five, uh, just so so many so many artists. Diana Ross is at Motown. There's other artists out there, Dion Warwick, and oh my goodness, so many out there. You know, Streisand, and uh, yeah, so so many beautiful artists. Out there. All legends, all legendary artists. Yeah, yes. and a, yeah, they'll be around for a while. Yeah, forever. Yes. Now. You know, I have I have a, such a very diverse audience, but I do have a lot of artists that, you know, to tune in and listen to the show. And you have been in the music business for a while, and I know that you have mm-hmm. seen the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to ask um, this question, you know, especially to the up-and-coming artists who may be listening. Mm-hmm. What, what one piece of, like, critical advice that you would give to an up-and-coming independent artist? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you, to, right off the bat, of course, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. I mean, it may take a little while longer. Maybe patience. Uh, be true to your craft. Is this what, what got, whatever inspired you to get in this business, stick with it. You know, don't get pulled off to the side, to the left, or to the right. Stick with, stick with your guns because you never know that the next step that you take or the next song that you write is going to be the one that gets you to where you want to be or is the next step that to get you where you want to be. So I would say to be true to yourself, you know, be true to your, to your, your faith. So if you have a faith or you're spiritual, be true to that as well. Uh, be true to your friends, be true to your family, be true to yourself. And, uh, those saying to thine own self, be true. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, you know, I, I'm going to get on, I'm going to go ahead and put on your song, but before you go, I want to thank you for joining me and hanging out in Artisone. And I'm going to have to do part two because I got lots more questions for you. Sure. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but before you go, if anybody wants to work with you or, uh, you know, can you just give out all of your information, your social media handles? Sure. You can reach me at thesoundofla.com. Uh, email at soundofla12 at gmail.com. And uh, we, we also have um, reach at yourmusicconsultant.com. And um, that's it. And they, uh, you can reach me anytime there at those uh, addresses. Okay. Well, you know mm-hmm. what? Real quick, you, you mentioned your music consultant. Can you, can you briefly tell us a bit about your company? Yeah, your music consultant, I consult for a lot of uh, up-and-coming artists where we uh, consult and so to guide them to the next step in their career, they want to uh, they want promotion, radio promotion. We we do radio promotion, uh, Spotify promotion. We don't use spams. We don't use bots. It's not fake. We use we playlisting on. We buy ads. We do everything above board. Um, Twitter promotion, social media promotion, you name it. We do all that. And you're a music, music consultant. So we partner with that artist, and we become their consultant. They go to uh, go to uh, team to help them get where they want to go. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, thank mm-hmm. you. That's a that's a great service that you have to offer. You know, the artists. Thank a lot you. of times, sure. mm-hmm. um, they don't have a compass of you know what's next, other than I perform. Right. I just want to perform music, but the business mm-hmm. side is so necessary. So uh, yeah, I had to share that um, with with the audience. Again, sure. 
Michael B. Sutton, I want to thank you. Continue success to you and your wife and all that you guys do. Are you welcome? Make sure you come back and hang out with me again. Oh, I will. I will. Looking forward to it. Most definitely. Well, until next time, be well. Peace. You too. Peace. Hello, this is Michael B. Sutton, the Your Music Consultant in the Sound of L.A., and you're listening to the Smiley J. Artist Zone. I think I know why you're crying, girl. But I can read what's written in your tears. I may not have a quick remedy for your pain, but I want to let you know that for you I'm
All right, all right. That was so much fun. I swear I have some amazing guests. Yes, I do. And you guys be sure to check out Michael B. Sutton's music. Check out his latest song, Band 8, for a broken heart. Yes, he's helping you mend that broken heart, y'all. And to all of my indie artists out there, you may also want to check out his artist service company, yourmusicconsultant.com. Now, y'all know the drill around these parts. You like what you hear, you download it, and you add it to your playlist. Yes, that's how we do it. I love y'all, but I got to go. Until next time, be well, stay safe, and remember to listen to good music. Your ears will thank you for it. I'm Smiley J, and I'm out. <laughs>